Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we are playing through the Legend of Zelda, the Phantom Hourglass. In our last episode, we collected the first of three medals that we need to put together the Spirit Sword. Phantom Sword. The Phantom, Phantom sword. sword. Yeah. Phantom, Phantom sword. sword. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe there'll be a Spirit Sword in the next game. Oh. Pa- probably. Oh. Probably. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, in in our last episode, uh, we talked about a few things here and there that we could do, and there was some stuff that I had mentioned, including uh, Friedel. Did either of you meet Friedel yet? Friedel. Still no. Where is Still he? Still no. All right, let's uh, go. He's let's, on Mer- we can get into this. He's on Merkay Island, the, our, our first island still. Um, and if you, what you have to do is, so this is weird. There is, if we go back with the arrow into the one little cracked ca- uh, cavern area, okay. you go back to there, there's an eye to shoot, that opens up a bridge. That bridge then comes back outside, you hit a switch, <laughs> it brings up one of those laser Moai heads, you you can point it at a thing. Now, I only knew this because I saw it earlier, but I don't know if you have to do that. It points at a thing, uh, a wall somewhere, that if you go to it and drop a bomb, it just breaks open i don't know if you actually need to do that first part to break it open okay but when you go into the other hidden hidden cavern you can go underneath the water and end up at the top right area of the map and that's where friedel is what does friedel do something that is useless to us (laughs) because it is basically the pre-street pass street pass thing that ds tried to do okay uh, before it was able to just be always on with the 3ds um, you can drop off items that you don't want, ship parts, treasures, into three little holes, uh, uh, three little hat box looking things. And if you come across somebody by playing with them, um, it will automatically like swap stuff with them. Okay. Huh. Uh, you do, if you do go back to him at a certain point, he will give you just a treasure map too. Uh, so if you want, to get another ship probably part. ship part yeah um go and do that the oh, okay do we have are, are we trying anything with the ship parts because for me i just i just want to do the demon ship that's all i want to do is demon ship i'm kind of into that too i mixed i like changed up some of my parts but then i realized that you had to have a complete set for it to have any sort of benefit and i gave up so i i tried to match up as many parts as I had, and I got an extra heart out of it on the ship, so I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I guess there's that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm still ro- I'm rocking the demon head on the front of the ship because yep. that's just cool. Uh, I think I found a, a chimney recently, a demon chimney or something. But also the I when I went to the salesperson who is problematic, uh, I. I that was the only ship part that he wanted to even pay like remotely anything good for. So mm. I could give up my demon face, but I like it too much. Fair. Uh, some other things that we can do is uh, there's a few islands we can go to. Uh, there is an island called Harrow Island that if you go there, it it's a little mini game where you can dig up holes in mm-hmm. the ground and get treasure. Yeah. Um, they make it very clear where they're just like. You can only dig 10 times, and if you dig more than 10 times, you get penalized. Uh, they do te- Well, no, you can only dig up 10 treasures. Mm-hmm. You can dig as many times as you want, but if you go beyond that, you will be penalized, and it's like incremental how much you get penalized. If you do it once, you just lose like 100 rupees or something like that, but then 
if you do it a couple more times, it will just take all your rupees from you. And then the, the game will cost 300 rupees to play. <laughs> and eventually, uh, more treasure chests will show up on this island to get as rewards. So you don't want to try to break the rules. It's <laughs> just like, it's not even like there's a risk reward kind of thing with this. Yeah. It's straight up just like, don't do it or we'll penalize you. It's like, why are you even letting me do it then? <laughs> like, it's just, hey, it's, it's just upsetting. Freedom, man. Just make your own choices. Uh, there, there's also a risk reward thing in the game itself, though. When you're digging stuff up, uh, mm-hmm. you can dig up like this ghost that's like, "Hey, you want to make some money?" <laughs> um, I didn't find him. You didn't? Oh, I ran into him like no. t- like twice. Uh, and you can give the spirit whatever it is, the voice that's in the hole. Um, I think you can pay it like fifty rupees, like. To play a game, and it's a you pick between two things. One of them takes a hundred rupees away. One of them gives you two hundred rupees. So you make fifty rupees. It's too much of a risk, man. It's weird. <laughs> I don't like it. The other island that you can go check out is the DS island. Yeah. Either of you find this? Mm-hmm. I thought we didn't have to. No, no, no. Okay. it's optional. Okay, I thought um, we had to go see our Goron buddy first because he sent us a letter. I didn't get his letter. I didn't uh, get uh, letter not, not yet. Uh, this is an island that looks like a giant DS. Uh, <laughs> and straight up, if you go up onto it, there are even like spots where the speaker holes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they, it looks like they've got a lot more money in there than they do at the uh, Harrow Island. Yeah, uh, you can dig up a lot of dig spots. Uh, sometimes it'll you'll hit something. It'll be like, oh, what did I find? Bees. Bees. <laughs> you're surrounded by bees, uh, or or snakes. Bees but, and uh, snakes. It's like we're in Sea Lab. There, there's also some of those big uh, Cyclops bomb guys that you can take on. There's a treasure chest that you can get from them. I think it's just another. Yeah. I think it's just another treasure chart. I uh, uh, get from there. I forget. Yeah, I forget what they gave me. Yeah, there's uh, there's then, there's a lot more money to be had there than there is at, uh, and a lot more good goodies to get from the the game. Uh, so the game was not uh, unlocked on my game yet. Oh, when I got there, the Goron said we're not ready yet. Oh, don't know why. Uh, don't know what you did that I didn't. I went there immediately after beating the Goron section. Yeah, like did I said, BC and I to, did not get. Did you talk a to the chief? Either. I mean, yeah. You, well, well, I guess we we should mention that too. We can't leave the island without talking to the chief. Okay, all right. If you try to leave the island, Ciela uh, um, says, "Hey, what are you doing? You can't just steal this metal. It's a precious metal for the Gorons." Oh yeah, I tried and to then do that. <laughs> you go back, and then the, and it's funny. You go back, and their chief is just like, "Yeah, it's cool. It's yours." Also, here's here, some, here, we, here's some rupees for you. Here's a couple C notes. Time for you to leave now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, get off our island but visit the shop on your way out visit the shop right i got my bomb to upgrade there i was just saying that um, the the chief is being like you know hey visit the shop on your way off our island but get off our island keep the economy going spend some money uh i did go to the spirit island and upgraded one of my fairies i used my upgraded my red fairy so now i have a fire sword which i think does a bit I, it doesn't specifically say, but I think it does more damage. Mm-hmm. It I does. feel like I'm taking out enemy quick enemies quicker. Yeah, um, and that, it's on fire. That's cool. That's the only dang. one I still have. I, I haven't been able to get another one yet. I thought maybe through the course of this episode, I'd be able to to get a second upgrade to, or at least one of them to their first upgrade. And so far, no. Yeah, you need ten for one and twenty for the other, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess. There's only 20 in the world for each of these. I'm wondering. It, it didn't seem like uh, the, I, I figured there'd be like 25. Because even with stuff like the the seashell sword in Link's Awakening, like they gave you more shells than you actually needed to get the sword. So I was thinking maybe they would give us a little extra, but I don't know. Was there anything else that you guys did on the side besides going to the main island? I, I mean, I tried to go back to Merkay because I just assumed we were going back to the temple 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there. going in, the way people talked about it, I thought it was going to be a thing every single time. Um, and I think you can. I think, like, there, there's... We do have some new items that we didn't have before, like yeah. with the bomb chew, that could get us to some things there. Because I know there's, like, spirit orbs down there that you can find. So, that you know, that's that's worth doing. Or cutting down your, your time so that you can teleport quicker next um, time yeah but yeah i'm not sure they they haven't said i've just been doing exactly what they've been telling me to do mm-hmm. and they have not said to go back there so i didn't yeah. yeah i i think i just had it ingrained in my mind that we were always going back there that we had to get a new chart or a new map or something uh and we didn't yeah y- yeah i'm going to guess uh probably after we get the final medal then they're going to be like we need one more me-. or no no i guess we won't know yeah it's probably gonna be after this episode so, so we'll have to go back right so i think the other reason we go down into the temple is to get new pieces to the c chart so in order to get yeah. the final corner after this episode we're, we're probably gonna have to go back there to get that and then we'll then we'll keep going but yeah, yeah i went back and the, and while I was on Mercay Island, I was like, I should double check a walkthrough just to make sure I have to be here. But while I was there, I I sold a bunch of stuff that, you know, I've got a ton of money now, which before was a thing. I felt like I was, you know, engaging with the economy and, and, and was running out of money, you know, pretty easily. But now, like, I'm loaded and I need more stuff to spend it on. Uh, the, the shop on Mare K does have a heart container. Yeah, I got if that. If you want that, <laughs> it's 2000. So there's something to, to burn that on. Yeah. Well, cause I know I haven't seen him, but I know there's like a legendary beetle shop that will rarely show up. It's got, he's got the gold helmet on and all that okay. stuff on his little icon. Um, but I haven't seen him yet, but if I go to a regular beetle shop, I don't, there's nothing worth uh, There's bombs and arrows and that's it. Probably yeah. bomb choose now. Uh, but that's it. And some it, ship parts. I I haven't been paying attention in the shops. Where do you buy potions? Because like I this section was the first time I used a potion, so like I was like, oh, where did I even get this in the first place? Um, I you can get them at I think pretty much any kind of shop. I think I they're like. the yeah. I think I think Beetle has them too. But I usually go to the to the shops that are in town to the girl. Cause uh, okay, so the one on Goron Island has the the fairy potion. Basically, it's the yellow one that, or no, the purple one. Is it the purple one? What I I roll with a purple and a yellow. Uh, one of them does hella hearts, but you have to do it yourself. The other one will, um, will revive you if you die. Yeah, and that one, the I... the revival ones on the Goron shop, the on Goron Island. I I hate navigating the menu to use because you can't like pause the game yeah. if you press pause it says save and quit and or cancel it's like you can't just pause the game to be like bring up the menu i don't know why this isn't an mmo there's no reason <laughs> for us not to be able to pause the game and look at our menu but they they just make us do that and they're like i don't like i don't understand select, that that brings up your item screen right possibly um, um, but I want to say on mine because I'm holding it with my left hand. I can't easily reach that. Yeah, no. It, it uh, hitting um, select will bring up your fish journal. <laughs> the items cool. that you have, you can't actually equip any of them. It doesn't look like, and uh, your treasure and ship parts uh, inventory. Useful, so useful. Uh, yeah. So I need to get that potion that does it automatically. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I've still just been running with red. It'll it'll fill up a uh, what is it eight hearts, and then the other one does massive massive heart uh, reclamation. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, talk about this island that we go to. Uh, if you, once once we get there, uh, it is you can even see on your map it's surrounded by white. Uh, as we get closer, mm-hmm. it's obvious ice. Um. We get there and it starts a little, I don't know, let's call it a mini game, a little section where it yeah. changes, where we're told 
draw a circle around here. And it's just like, just do the circle <laughs> yourself, man. Why do I have to? You've done this before. I just did a mini game where uh, I finally did the bomb mini game, and he drives the ship for you during the bomb mini game. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Jeremy, you call it a mini game. I call it a disappointment. Um, <laughs> hey, I hey, I hesitated. Just to be clear, I was like, I don't know what else to call this. It's a thing that happens where they change how we do an, stuff slightly. It's an instance. We're shoehorned into do this into doing this interaction in a specific way that they want us to do it. Yeah, I I just think <sighs> it's a a bummer because like when this has happened in the past, we had a boss. Maybe they weren't like the most, you know excellent of bosses but you know there was a sea monster we fought and now Mm -hmm. it's just like circle this island and tap mindlessly yeah i didn't think about that yeah i thought we were gonna have to go get something because it's like it's an ice island but they're just like no you got bombs kid let's go put yourself back into what 2007 right when this came out uh and the the technology that we had and we're looking at this, <laughs> and you see this this giant shell of ice in this game you're playing, and you're shooting bombs at it, and it just comes crashing down around you. <laughs> that might be kind of cool for that time. Here in 2021, not so <laughs> it's, much. It's terrifying. True, true. Uh, it, when, when we're talking about we're going to destroy these glaciers and watch them sink into the ocean. It's like, man, we're trying to avoid that from happening. This hurts. <laughs> uh, this hurts. But this is what we are supposed to do to unlock, unlock this island here. And um, step right into a really weird uh, class race warfare thing going on here. Now, we in this episode... After we get through this dungeon, so I don't know if we follow up with what's going on, but this is so suspicious it the whole time weird. we're there. Mm-hmm. And there, the there way, are some things that happen. No. No. Okay, so. <laughs> no. We are on the it's Isle bad. of Frost. And when we get there, we, uh, we are introduced to a, a completely new race. Uh, one that I don't know. Maybe this shows up in Spirit Tracks. I think but does they not show do. up in any other one. But yeah, you're right. Um, the, the, these are new. These are the Anuki, mm-hmm. and they, I don't know. They look like cartoon versions of like Inuits, but with antlers. They're, I guess animals. They're like deer. They are creatures, but they look like they're wearing like a a fle- like a you know a big hood with like, like the parka. fur around the face, like a part yeah a parka kind of thing. Um, but we are we are on an ice island. They live in these like ice huts, and uh, uh, but they they tell us flat out like this is the these are the traits of our Zelda race. We are we have a repu- reputation for sensitive hearts and refined speech because you know that's what we're all about. We get there and we are without being asked, given the the history of this island, and that is that there was a war between two different races, and the result was that they decided that one race was going to live on one side of the island, and the other was going to live on the other, and somewhere along the lines, um, they also decided that that other race are nothing but liars, and it's like they needed to make that point across. We oh yeah, they definitely do. Uh, we also uh. How long had this island been surrounded by ice? Like these people have been isolated. Ha ha! Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and and so this this idea of civilization, like this is is this all they've no they've just been stuck here doing this for hundreds of years? What? Yeah, and they they seem like surprised that you came from beyond the ice, and then they also kind of do. Uh, the Goron thing where they add something onto your name and then you're like, no, my, mm. that's not my name. And they're like, yeah. uh, okay, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, the Gorons are cool. We'll we'll play along with them. But we meet these guys and they're putting another thing on our name and we're like, no, we you're we're not cool that way, man. Like you can't you can't call me that. Although if um, if they had added a T to the end of the thing they added to my name, it it would have been I farted about, and I would have been into that. 
Anyway, uh, we <laughs> we walk we walk around, and if you talk to like anybody here, they're just like, you're you're looking for some kind of rock. I don't know, and it's like that's it. You won't even get like you know other islands you talk to, and they say like, oh, you're looking for this thing. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe this person knows about it. There is a person that says like our elder knows, but the majority of everyone else is just like, I don't have anything for you. And that's it. That is the beginning and end end of their of their interaction with us. There's a few of them that have these really long dialogue trees uh, that end up like one of them. You can just scare the crap out of them because you can prey on their uh, racist fear and and to a point to where they are just incapacitated. Right. They talk about their, okay, when we, when we eventually do talk to the elder, the elder brings up about like, oh, this is, we're ha- we have a problem right now. One of the Yuki uh, has snuck in just, to our side of the island. Just, just Yuke. Is it Yuke? Just four yeah, letters, uh, or, Yuke. Uh, uh, Anuki and Yuke. Yes, those, those are the two races on this, on this island. Um, and they, they snuck in and we're freaking out and they're imper- impersonating one of our people. So, we have to play my least favorite game, the liar and truth teller puzzle. Mm-hmm. Though, to be honest, this one I, I actually figured out pretty quick. Um, it, it did help. Honestly, the note, the ability to write notes on here helped me out a lot more uh, than other games where, I mean, to be fair, I could have just got a pencil and paper out mm-hmm. uh, and like drawn some things out here. But I was able to figure it out a bit quicker on here. Did any of you guys go talk to these people before? You had to start this this no. investigation. Uh, no, I talked uh, about everyone else before going in there. If you talk to any of them, they they say the exact same thing. Don't steal stuff from other people's drawers. Not that I have anything in them, <laughs> and that's all that. Every single one says that. There, there's like a slight variation of that, but it's the same thing of you saying, "Don't steal from anybody." I don't have anything, and that's it. And you, that, that is, it's unprompted. You just go up and talk to them and that's all they all say. These people are weird. They're very bizarre. Um, this is like some Pleasantville nightmare town. Like right. they're, all, they're all identical houses on the same, you know, subdivision. And it's just, just and giving me the they talk about Yeah. They talk about, they talk about basically, let's let's just be honest. They talk about how they're like the supreme race uh-huh. on this island and the others. Well, obviously, though, they have refined speech and sensitive hearts. Maybe there was going to be a deeper discussion here. But to be fair, when we go interact with the Yuke, they do act like every other monster we interact with in this game. Mm-hmm. What does that say about like us and like who are who we are navigating this world? I don't know. But... I think they maybe there was a point where they wanted to have more of a discussion and someone says like we're not going there man just it's a monster and they're going to fight it. Well, I feel like Ciela even said something about when we were when we were talking to the to the chief. I thought she said something too. I don't know if he's telling the truth, but we need this uh-huh. this metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and so during this entire dungeon, I was uncomfortably waiting for the plot twist. Yes. <laughs> Shady deals, man. Like, yeah, the whole like the whole time. Uh, you know, when we get to the dungeon, I was I had my mind on other things, but beforehand, I was thinking like, okay, we're going to yeah, we do this, we find that did either of you guys have problems figuring out who was the imposter? Yeah. I mean, I just, writing notes I just on the screen's fun. And I got it the second time. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I um, uh uh I went to talk to each person to see what they said and just happened to get to the imposter last. I was like, well, I've talked to everybody else. Um, it's pretty much you, buddy. Um, and let's mm-hmm. see what you have to say. And like they contradicted, you know, two or three of the people. And I was like, yep, yeah, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's what I thought might have been going on. Because when we reveal who it is, what they do is they blow us out of the hut. Mm-hmm. And then we're freaking out. We're just like, what happened? They blew us out of the hut. What are we going to do? They're going to get away. Well, let's go tell the elder. In my mind, I thought we were going to be getting something where like, they are all those creatures. 
and they are only impersonating to look like these nice, cuddly people to get you on their side. Because when you go and talk to the elder, the elder says, like, oh, he did what to you? You probably want revenge now, don't you? Uh Why don't you go ahead and attack them over there? And in my mind, it was going to be that they all look like that creature. This side only wants to look like that, and they're trying to weaponize us to fight the other side. Now, we get to the other side, and it's just a dungeon. It's not like there's another town. He's still weaponized There's other things going on. They still did, but to be fair... We were going to do that even if they didn't tell us to go there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because we have to to get through doors. We got to get that medal. We decided already. And, and the thing that's awkward about it is, um, like, if you, uh, one, if you accuse the wrong person, uh, it's this extended dialogue where you keep accusing them over and over and they freak out. Um, and then it once that, like, Anuki freaks out, if you go and talk to any of the others, they just call you Mr. Wrong. And they're like, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you're so wrong. Don't oh. talk to me. I don't want people to think I'm a monster since you're so wrong all the time. Um, and then you had to go but back. But you are to, a monster. <laughs> you had to go back to the chief who is a jerk to you at that point. And God. that resets the puzzle so you can ask again. Um, but what's awkward is that the Yuke you meet in the beginning is like different he's like a different color uh different size i think than the other ones so you go over and you fight all these yukes in the snowfield and then you fight the yuke that you initially met and Mm -hmm. in my mind when we got to that moment it was going to be the thing where he's like i was just trying to feed my family man and you killed Mm -hmm. him yeah 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 and then we're going to work with them or something, right? Like yeah. Zelda games have done something like this where they try to subvert what we thought was going to happen by like taking something cute and then suddenly making it evil. Like Paul's voice, you know, <laughs> like they, they, they have done stuff like this where, in, you know, we had um, the in Twilight Princess, the, uh, the the abominable snowman's wife or whatever. Uh, you know, she turns evil. She looked real cute and all that. And then we had to fight her. And it's like, we've we've done stuff like this before. And Brian, what you're saying is that when we get done with this level, it's just like, you can leave. There's probably a weird They're interaction like, we have with the elder, I'm sure. They're like, and what? We just what leave. do you want? What? I'm like, um, uh, I mean, should, do I have, last time I left, I talked to the guy. So I go talk to the guy and he's like, you did what you did, what I needed you to do. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. I got nothing for you. It's crazy. I wonder if it just got too real. Like they were, they had the story going and like, (laughs) this just got like, they looked across, you know, the sea and they're like, we made a Korean peninsula situation. Like this just got real. And why don't we just make it? No, these are just bad guys. And we'll just keep a weird story of find the liar. And hopefully no one will like really think about how, messed up this gets <laughs> yeah and we don't know if there was some maybe maybe the japanese version the original version said some things a little bit different that we are reading either mm-hmm. the wrong way that maybe it was more simple than what we're seeing someone wanted to get a little creative with it but they didn't actually get the opportunity to follow through with it mm-hmm. um who knows i mean e- but, it's, either, it's either that or it's uh like you know the island of hokkaido where where the indigenous people lived for a long time. So either way, this is just bad. This just this is a bad look no matter what. Anytime <laughs> we try to we try to relate this to reality and the thing and the the horrible things that hum, humans do to each other, it's just bad. But like it's just bad you, in general. But what do you expect? Like, we don't we don't is, need to keep talking about it. This is set up awfully. This is just is. really really bad Nintendo. You, just, just come on. I felt uncomfortable the whole dungeon. The yeah. entire dungeon. Yes. <laughs> but before we get into the dungeon, let's go ahead and take a break. Take a breather. Yeah. Let's, let's relax. Let's just get this out of our mind. And when we get back, we're going to play a Zelda dungeon. Okay. And there's not going to be any weird story stuff for the time that we're in there. Okay. On the Super Nintendo Dad's Entertainment Podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? The Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the 
blast processing was really fast. Why can Knuckles fly even? Typrondo. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. I'm gonna die! <laughs> right here on Greenlit. This is Snake. Hey Snake, it's Sam. Who are you? Sam, from the brand new PlayStation podcast, Polygon Symphonies. Is that so? Yeah, it's a podcast that's exploring the PlayStation library. Impossible. Well, not really. Each week, we take a game play it and then we rank it in our grand list of games is that right yeah it's available on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcast i didn't mean to sound sarcastic that's okay just check out polygon symphonies the playstation podcast from the green lit network all right uh we are now ready to go into the temple of ice uh before we go into there we are there there is a thing blocking us where we have to go and take out seven guardians that were blocked that were ta- you know blocking the entrance to this whatever uh it's real windy too it's just, which is it's just annoying but that's not gonna be the most annoying thing in this whole thing because here all right i'm just gonna say this real quick this dungeon is the smartest and most interesting dungeon in this game so far and it still sucks yes because yes. it's an Thank ice you. dungeon Thank that you. we needlessly slide around on and i lost most of my hearts just trying to not fall and still falling because if you try to turn quickly link just slashes his sword instead he who i hope that whoever thought that controlling in ice like walking through an ice dungeon with stylus controls was a good idea was publicly reprimanded mm-hmm. like this makes no sense timed puzzles plus an ice dungeon plus stylus controls is insane <laughs> and i yeah. i generally like controlling this game with the stylus i had the uh the i i was trying to think of it the entire time we've been playing through this i had this recollection of i i tried to play the game through my first time through in a certain way. And it was, I remembered, it was using none of the buttons. I only used the stylus because I was like, I just want to see if I can do it. And it's a little bit easier with the buttons, but yeah, I did it. So whatever. But I controlling in the ice cavern in Minish Cap was fun for me. Like I got I got pretty good at it. You could you could kind of curve your way around things. The controls were tight. This is awful. It's bad. <laughs> it just sucks doing it. With the ice and the yeah. stylus, it just sucks. So, like I said, there are some there are some things in here that I I thought this is the best dungeon in terms of the puzzles that they have us do and the ways that we like interact with the environment and things like that. But the floor is slick the whole time. <laughs> if the floor wasn't slick, I would have actually enjoyed my time with this dungeon. I would have actually come been, been in here and been like, this is what it was all leading towards. I loved this dungeon so much. But th- it was infuriating having to just constantly deal with Link sliding around and trying to adjust it and it putting you onto these n- narrow paths that made it just real hard that you had to just already be going in a straight line and, you know, don't, don't swing your sword at any enemies while you're doing that because you might... Off- throw yourself off and uh fortunately because i had my fire sword i'm able to take care of these like ice bubbles or whatever like oh really easily oh yeah yeah i I can swing my sword okay yeah because i can kill him with a sword swing i didn't even think about that i was like oh that's cool uh Mm -hmm. that i can do that but i didn't know why yeah um, yeah you don't have to boomerang them you have no idea how many arrows i wasted trying to shoot those things Ooh. But yeah, I just get the boomerang out and draw a bunch of scribbles around the area that they're flying. So we get into this dungeon. The first thing we have to do is you go into there and you've got the red and blue switch thing and you got to throw your boomerang around and then like eventually you circle back around and use a bomb chew at it. And I'm like, this is good design. This is great. Then we get to the slick floors. and I'm just (laughs) like, why? (laughs) It does. It does. The it does the best things uh, in this that the game has done so far, utilizing everything that we've learned up to this point. You have to keep in mind what level you're at in order to hit a switch mm-hmm. off in the distance. 
They they even do. Uh, so we didn't mention this before. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys saw it, but if you do go and talk to one of the Anuki somewhere, they will say, "I dare you to go and jump on top of this pole here." Yes, mm-hmm. and it was showing you that you can you can jump on top of those poles that we've been seeing. I haven't interacted with those at all since I've yeah. played the, since, oh. since I've seen them. Oh, I, I actually I tried that. to jump. I jumped on. I knew from the first. Or second time we went into the uh, Sea King's dungeon, just because I was like, "What does this do?" And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I didn't yeah. think I totally forgot about that. Um, we we end up getting a room with four pull switches that you have to find, like the four stones that say it, and they even do something different where they say like the the third one that you pull is due north from here, so that makes you like you want to draw a line due north from where mm-hmm. you're at to be like this is the one. It's not just like you show up and it says like three one two four or something like that. It does it differently. It says things in a different way, and it's like okay, good, that's interesting. It's mixing it up. And there was there was only one puzzle like that where it's like you. You got to get your map out and start writing down. There was another one with switches. They were like, hit the switches in this order. But mm-hmm. there were just four of them. And I could be like, okay. I don't ha- And I didn't have to run to another room to do it. It was in the same room pretty much. So I could just do that. So there's really only, there was like kind of two, I guess. But really only one that you needed to scour the whole room. Which which I liked that because it was, it was one room. It was like move, figure out how you're going to get around this entire room to get to all the different corners and stuff to solve this one puzzle over here. Um, uh, There's another room later where you have to do each section like in order to get kind of get through it. But this one was just kind of laid out and open almost. The the item that we get in here now at first I was like, ah boy, because I didn't like this item in Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is the grapple hook. Mm -hmm. And this, honestly, is impressive to me because it has multiple uses and it actually, like, makes you have to think things in a certain way. And this is one that they use it every way that you can in this dungeon and then even does it in really interesting ways in the boss battle. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. But the things you can do with this is you can basically pull it out pull yourself towards whatever you want. You can you can grapple onto treasure chests, you can grapple onto torches, and you can grapple onto those posts. Mm-hmm. So you have options for those things there. The other cool thing that you can do is you can select two different ones and throw it and make a line between the two that you can walk across. Mm-hmm. And then not only can you walk across that, you can slingshot yourself off of it. And it's yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> It is awesome. And not only can you do that, you can bounce uh, arrows off of it. And you can also, in addition to drawing a line between two two points, two static points, you can draw a line between a static point and an enemy. Doesn't Mm -hmm. really do much that I could see, but you can do it. And it is useful for the boss fight. Mm hmm. And the and the way that they teach you that you can shoot arrows is also a genius puzzle, in my opinion. Okay, so like, oh, oh, so, so for the eyes. Okay, see, because they didn't teach you; you just kind of had to figure it out. Because I was that is go, the teach. That's okay. that, That's the tutorial I want. Okay. I, I don't want. I don't want everything to pause well, and Ciela go, "Hey, did you know that you can do this stuff here?" I'm not saying that's what I need, but. I just didn't, there was nothing contextual in the room other than these eyes will close if you look at them. And so I couldn't, I don't know, like with the, uh, what what was the, the seed shooter, it would bounce off of stuff, but you've learned that by just shooting the seed shooter and stuff. So I don't know. If this game ran, and I'm going to say this in a weird way, if this game ran slower, not to say like the frame rate or anything, but if this, if you could be more tactical in this game, you know, mm-hmm. if enemies just moved a little bit differently where it, it took a different angle to be like, we are going to make every interaction more of a puzzle that you have to figure out. That could have been so cool. Like, because that's what they do in this dungeon after you get the grapple hook. And I loved it, but then I had to walk on the ice floor again. <laughs> this I also think this grapple hook should have been the third item, like because this really gets going when when we get the grappling hook and all the puzzles that they're throwing out, the game really starts picking up with I think I think the puzzles start picking up like I'm having a lot more fun. And with the bomb shoe stuff, it was cool to have to think about like where to route it. 
But once I got out of there, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't need these. I, I, I want, yeah, I want the grappling hook. <laughs> Another, one weird thing though, and this has more to do with the design, has to do with the restrictions of what you can show on the DS. I could not for the life of me tell what those statues were supposed to be when we got into there. And then it wasn't until I was like, I don't know, these are weird. Maybe I'll shoot my grapple hook at him. Oh, it lights up. Yeah, I can pull it. Oh, that's their tongue? Yeah. Like, I could not tell what that thing was by the design. Yeah, it tells you, because in the the Due North puzzle with the four levers, it says the the third lever you pull, or the last lever you pull, or something is, uh, maybe second lever you pull is beneath the tongue. In front of the... Yeah, and I still mm-hmm. didn't piece it together then for whatever reason. Like it was like tongue. I don't know. Their tongue must have some other meaning that I'm not familiar <laughs> with. <laughs> it's architectural. It's like when I learned the word hilt through. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know what hilt was, and this one I'm like, maybe tongue has a different meaning, and they're <laughs> using it in a weird way, like sidel and all that stuff. You know, sidel. Um, yeah, but, I, uh, uh, I, I, they're they're barely like just reminiscent enough of the ones that were in a link to the past that I was like, oh, okay, yep, that's what. All right, we'll pull on those tongues at some point. Uh, interesting thing you could do with the tongues is that uh, you can actually like throw it pretty far your your grapple hook, but you have to like keep that in mind. Like if you try to do like if you're trying to do the two tether thing, you need to make sure you tether first the thing that's furthest away from you because just the way the camera works. But you can also get pretty far from one of those tongues, throw your grapple hook and just yank that thing for a mile. Yeah. Uh because some of them are timed where once you do that they will start to retract and you have to get to a certain area mm-hmm. and you have to you want to pull that as far as you can and that actually lets you, lets you go pretty far on that stuff. Yeah, and uh, there, there's I like I like that that angle of it. We had something like that in Twilight Princess where we had to uh I think it was in the prison where we had to move a bunch of things out of the way so that we could pull the chain the longest possible mm-hmm. uh amount to get through the puzzle. So, now that you say this, I didn't realize, uh, like, I knew you could stop pulling the tongues early, but I didn't realize that the distance you were affected how long it went, because uh, mm-hmm. I kept pulling the same tongue from the same distance. Um, <laughs> but that would have been good to know, because <laughs> there's a section in this dungeon that made me curse Zelda from the bottom of my heart. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to say this. We probably all, BC and I probably screwed it up differently uh, because I I know which one you're talking about. There is, there is a big puzzle room that you have to pull one of the tongue switches and it opens a door. And then you need to grapple hook your way around to all these different points. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, in my head, the only way to get across was to tether those two points. Oh, no. And so I was taking so long to get through there to be like, why? Like, it's impossible. It's literally impossible. (laughs) What am I missing here? Is there a switch that makes this shorter? Not. And then eventually I even looked it up. I was like, there's gotta be a switch in here. There's a spot where there were two lanterns where I was like, this is where a treasure chest appears or something is going to happen right here. And then I was like, I just need to look this up. There's something going on. And I'm, and it just, I felt like such an idiot because I'm like, hookshot, Jeremy. I th- I was, use your but I was doing shot. it in the wrong way. <laughs> they gave me too. They gave me too many different ways to use it, and I used it the wrong way. Yeah, so I I I did not have that problem. There's one, the first one, you the first gap you have to walk across. But um, mm-hmm. I um I was I knew I had to run, so I stood so that I could just immediately run directly to the right. So I guess I could have walked further away and pulled. Um, pull the tongue farther but the problem is that the the route you have to take is all like oh extend your hook shot to the end of the screen mm-hmm. to this thing that you can't really you can barely see mm-hmm. and when you start getting to the edge of the screen between the UI and the DS and everything else things start getting iffy at best um, yeah. yeah so like the heads up display gets in your way <laughs> yeah and so there were times where i'm like tether tether 
tether and then you're also trying to like tether like walk a little bit and then tether as you're sliding um Mm -hmm. and and a big problem i also had is that i've been using the left uh bumper uh, the left trigger to yeah um, to activate your items and with the grappling hook if you do not hold the left bumper the entire time you Mm -hmm. will stop using the grappling hook yeah so you know if you're in the middle of grappling to something uh and it's made it halfway through the animation you let go it just starts you right back at the beginning uh yeah it's like the boomerang but extended because once the once you let the boomerang go it just goes and you don't have to worry about the shoulder button anymore but yeah but they they needed to just let you toggle, right? Like other games let you toggle. Are you do you hold or do you tap? Right? Like and... if you tap the screen, uh, yes. Oh, wait, but that's yeah. not what I want. That's not right. what I want. Right? <laughs> I'm not it will let you that. toggle, but with the shoulder button, no. Yeah. Um. Maybe there's an option. I just didn't see it or something. But I don't know. We go through all that. Then, the, then there's an area where we do get introduced to the the slingshot aspect of this, where they say like, in order to you, or it's, there's a there's a rock that you can read that says like, did you know that you can actually launch yourself by you know tethering two points together? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I gotta try this. And I was yeah, like, get you out, do that. get yeah, out. And no, it, just, it does this this <laughs> jump in the air for you. That was we then so also cool. Come across. We come across an area that you have to do that a couple different. You, you do that into one area to like launch yourself up onto a thing. It, you have to it jump puts on the you top up. of it because before yeah, they it, tell you, yeah, they tell yeah. you like, hey, you can use this to get across a gap. But then in that room, they don't tell you, and you're looking at it. And they they kind of put uh, the 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 two spaces, the two floor tiles in front of it are are off color to kind mm-hmm. of give you a little bit of an idea. But it yeah, it it launches you up to a floor above a level up. That was so cool. That was so cool. Yeah, it's it's great. And there's a there's a part where you do have to use your hook sh- your um hook shot to well not hook shot what uh, grapple hook yeah you have to use your grapple hook on this sort of pyramid looking small area that you have to jump onto the top of one of the pegs to be on the next level to then pull yourself up to the next one and it just felt good it was like mm-hmm. you know it, that was something where they were like yeah if this was on the 3ds they would have loved the the 3d depth of it and all this stuff but even in on the ds it looked good and it was fun we've talked about item switching before and how kind of a pain it is but like when you're moving around with and you you're not switching between items you just have the one item out it feels pretty good especially with the grappling hook to just like kind of run around grab the things you want like it it feels fluid yeah we so, didn't even mention you can you can hit enemies with the stuff too yeah we've got a we've got a new different type of enemy that's similar to the old ones where they have like a metal thing on their face these are like ants yeah, but then, and they have like a lock on their face. I thought was it not um, a shield? I thought it was a shield, but I didn't look too hard at it. Yeah, I'm not sure, like but a, the same kind of thing is that you pull it off mask or something, a mask. But uh, yeah, you can use this to attack a lot of enemies too. So it will probably be my default mm-hmm. uh, item for a while now. Hell yeah, which is cool. Yeah, I was like, I I enjoy running around with the boomerang, but. This now I've I've got my I've got my new friend now. So my let's go ahead. So. Let's go ahead and talk about the boss now, because uh, I think we covered pretty much everything in the in the dungeon. Once dungeon again, the... was great except for the slippery floors, man. It, like I gotta say it one more time. One more criticism of the dungeon: it does the same thing that like every dungeon in this game is done, where the mini boss is just two regular enemies in a mm-hmm. room. I don't even count them as mini bosses. Yeah, no. I just say this game doesn't have mini bosses. Yeah, they're and, set and up the, like uh, mini boss rooms. Oh yeah, they are set up like here you got to fight, but it's not. They do it multiple times in dungeons though, like, and not mini boss. Uh, yeah, they're not mini boss fights. They're just they're ostensibly set. Here's a room with a fight that's going to happen, but then it's just going to open a door over here and. This, you know, we had one of them that did give us the grappling hook after one of those fights. But when we got in here, the guy outside that was a different color than all the other ones that talked to us just became a now he's a new uh, 
rank of difficulty. It, it doesn't really matter. That's gone too. No, and yeah, it's the the fights have like, I, I, the fights have become so easy with my new sword too. Like, taking oh yeah, out enemies because we didn't even talk about with these guys. They are basically upright dodongos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they will inhale, and you toss a bomb at them, and that stuns them, and then you hit them with your sword. And then the next level up will sometimes hit you instead of inhaling. And yeah, then he'll the swing most, on you. Yeah, yeah, the most difficult one will swing more often than inhaling. Uh, anything else before we get to the boss? Uh, the boss key, still nothing. Just like, hey, a head little up these bit stairs. Further. Head yeah, up these stairs, man. A little bit man. further. But yeah, 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 <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, right. we get into the boss room. This is where we are reacquainted with Gleok. Yay! Uh, a a Always classic. Always a fan favorite. Uh, that was the first. Was mm. he the first? No, nah, that's Aquamentus. Aquamentus. Okay. Um, Gleok is but, the yeah. best fight in uh, Minish Cap, though. That's the one with the his head becomes a bridge in the lava pit. Yes, that's yep. a good one. That's a good one. And then you have to like use his BC. Yeah, you have to use his neck to get across the little gem and, and whack 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 whack. It's pretty cool. It's a good fight. Uh, and this boss, uh, B- BC, why don't, you, why don't you walk us through the the strategies of fighting Galeoc? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, you just are, te- like, you walk into the room, there's four of those uh, tether poles that you've seen throughout the dungeon, and you've got Gleok on the top screen and chucking fire and ice balls. And so the idea is you want to make the a diagonal rope to bounce one the attack from one side over to hit the other so if the fire side is shooting at you you bounce the the fireball to shoot the other side and if you the ice side is shooting at you you bounce the ice ball to shoot the fire side and there's not much like you don't have to make it perfect like the fireballs all go in the same direction so anytime as long as you have the rope up when it gets there you're going to hit the other side um, and then while one, right after one shoots a fireball, the other will, or what, right after one shoots a fireball, it'll come in to attack and bite at you. Um, uh, bite at you, uh, get rid of your, uh, uh, your rope. rope. If you don't do, if you don't set the rope up correctly, uh, it will block the other one or the other one will block. I guess the other one blocks its face and it just says, nope, that didn't work. But I, I thought it was the other one rushing in to like stop the stop the energy beam from hitting its friend. That's what it looks like. It looks like it's like trying to rush in to like take the hit, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah, and then uh, af- after you do it, like you, you crack them a little bit, then they'll they'll go in and they cause a tidal wave. That mm-hmm. you have to like jump up on top of one of the poles to avoid. Uh, which I thought was cool, but then when they did the the like ice things came at you, mm-hmm. I was just like, it was too frantic for me to try to like make a tether across. You, so I just like would jump off of it. Can you not do that? You can't tether across when it's underwater. Yeah, if you're standing oh, on top okay. of it, it you can't uh, tether it. If you're if you're standing in the water, because you can hop off and get in the water, and then it's kind of like um, when the wind's blowing, you, you have a current against you. Mm-hmm. And you have to dodge these little ice blocks the whole time. But yeah, if you if you do it beforehand, you can set up a bridge, a tether bridge, before the water rushes in. in, in oh, okay, okay. I didn't even realize that. Like I, the first few times I got hit by the the icebergs because I, I thought there was something I was supposed to be doing on top of the poles. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was just standing in one spot, so all the icebergs came directly at me. Yeah, and so it wasn't until I jumped off, I was like, "Oh, I can move around." But I, in my head, I was like, "If I touch the water, I'll immediately die." So. <laughs> yeah, the second time I hopped off because I I tried to set up the tether bridge. I was like, "Okay, this time I know what's going on, so let's do it," and it didn't work. But then, so I was like, I, I should see if I can at least run around in the water and dodge these. And that ended up being that, yeah, it worked out. I lost a lot of health in this battle, but I'm not yeah. mad about it. 
Yeah, yeah. I love this battle. It was this fun. This is when I use my uh, my potion. But yeah, good boss fight. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, the last phase. So after we after we crack their their skull face thing that that you know, or I guess it's like a stone helmet they're, that they're wearing. Each. Yeah, their mask. Um, they're they're uh, blo- yeah. When we uh, have have our our final phase with them, uh, they will they will come down to us and snap at us. Really easy to dodge. Like I didn't have much of a problem dodging them. Uh, but keep moving. Yeah, you just basically like keep on the outs- outskirts of it, and then the last thing they'll do is they'll they'll start to like charge up a thing, and their tongue will be out. They they got some weird looking tongues. <laughs> um, and what you can do is you tether that tongue to one of the poles, and that immediately just makes them like hit their head on the ground and you know stuns them for a minute, and you can just wail on them. And uh, BC, get that sword power up, man, because like this, I I felt bad about how slow it went. But or how quick it went for me, uh, because it was just like I wanted more. Give me a third phase on this or something, man. This is great. Keep this going. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it was a good, it was a good battle. I am getting that sword power up though. Um, definitely need to make that happen. I um, I I was wondering if there was gonna be some like they resurrect at the end, like we had with uh. Dongoro, um, or Don Durango, whatever the, yeah. the Dongo's name yeah. is. <laughs> the Donga Dongaranga. Yeah. Uh, Don Garanga. Um, I, I was wondering if, like, you know, we were going to start walking towards, like, the big door and then they just pop up at the end, which would have been cool. So. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I think I've, for some reason. I, I would have been, I would have, go, go ahead. Oh, I, I think just for whatever reason, like, like those bosses, we can see them coming now because you just get that feeling like this isn't over or that w- that was it or whatever. But at the end of this, the 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 feeling I had of wanting more wasn't also met with the that that didn't seem like like that was the end. Like I got to the end of it was like that was gone. That was awesome. That was it. Like the, I was I, only I wasn't un- expecting there to be a, a turn because. I just felt like that was there was some finality to the awesomeness of that. I only felt unfulfilled because this is like the best dungeon and boss fight in this game so far. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I and the like, other boss fights have been great too. Like this is this has some of the best good. boss fights. They've been in, they've been interesting, but like this one, I actually like actively enjoyed mm-hmm. playing it as opposed to being like you know I can just take a step back and be like oh that was an interesting design that they did I was like no I actually had fun <laughs> fighting this 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 boss here I think I think one other uh, benefit to just stylus controls for attacking is this is the easiest it's ever been to pop off like four spin attacks in a row and just do massive damage. Uh, and you you do get the dizzy thing too, but if you're standing mm. next to like a block or one of the posts, uh, that it hits the post and does like enough of a, a stagger to your animation that you don't get dizzy. And so I just sat there and spun and spun and spun until you know they picked their head back up or and or went away or whatever, and just got so much damage on it. So we do all that. We beat him. We say goodbye. Um, we will miss you very much. Uh, I mean, we'll, sure, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll see you later. We'll see you <laughs> again. That yeah, would be fun. Sure. See, they should start doing that in, in the next Breath of the Wild games. Instead of putting these really, you know, the same powerful enemies all over the map, like start grabbing different different Zelda 1 bosses and throwing them all <sighs> over the map. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about Breath of the Wild on this one, man. You are so right. I would just, love that so just much. Like, just like forty Gleox spread all over the map. I would lose my mind. <laughs> anyway, we get our Azarine, uh, our the stone that we were looking for, and you know we wrap it up. We're we're gonna leave the dungeon now. This is where we're gonna wrap the episode up. Uh, like we said, the the. The story we were given beforehand, if you had any sort of idea of where this was going to go, according to Brian, it doesn't. Don't worry about it. Just, Just move get on. Your boat. Move on with your life. 
Try not vote. to think about it every day. Forget the war yeah, crimes you've committed. Yeah. <clears throat> the the, the we, things we, we do. We can't get away from the child soldier narrative in the sequel. <laughs> nope. Nope. Anyways, for the next episode, we are going to go to Muto's Temple, the last temple to get the last stone. Uh, uh-huh. I can't tell you we will have to go back to the Temple of the Ocean King to get a map, all that stuff. Just a little hint there, I guess. Uh, so go do all that stuff. Meet back here, and we'll talk about it on Chad of the Wild. Wild.